0: So I warmly welcome all those of you who have come as visitors and guests this morning. Uh, No matter whether you come from near or far, we welcome you to come and worship with us, uh, our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. If you have your Bibles, we continue to worship as we look to the book of Isaiah. We've been going through the book of Isaiah because we, we want to, in this book, see Christ. We want to understand more of Christ and And the book of Isaiah is full of prophecies of Christ and his coming. And so we began our study about a few weeks ago. And today we arrive at chapter 1, verse 18 to 31. It's really the latter half of this first chapter. Isaiah chapter 1, verse 18 to 31. Because it's a long section today, and uh, I'm going to read the scriptures as we go along in the sermon. So just uh, for the sake of uh, not being too repetitive so, uh, Isaiah chapter 1, verse 18 and Turn you 31, turn yourself there, and uh, as you are turning there, I'd like to just pray one more time, will you uh, pray with me? Father, thank you for your word and that it's truth, and we pray that you would show us Christ through your word. Give us a greater appreciation and for the grace that is ours in Christ, and Father, we praise you for your abundant grace. Help us not only to appreciate the grace that you give us, but Father, that we would be people who show grace towards others as well. And may, if there's anyone here, Lord, who does not yet know Jesus Christ as their Savior, they have not experienced your grace uh, that is abundantly provided in Christ, may today be a day of salvation for them. Lord, we ask that you do the work in all of our hearts as we look to your word now. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Uh, many of you, if you've ever had a chance, you may watch Law and Order, or you, watch, or you maybe served on a criminal uh, case, you know, as a jury, as a juror, or or maybe you're a lawyer, who knows. Uh, But if you ever got, you kind of know that there's a process in our criminal trials, criminal court trials. Usually, uh, eventually, along the way, the evidence is presented. Witnesses are called, evidence is presented uh, against the defendant. And then, there's examination of those witnesses, there's cross-examination, and, and then uh, cross-examination of the, of the cross-examination, it seems like. Uh, <clears throat> but once all the evidence, all the witnesses have been called, and uh, they're done with both, both, uh, um, defense, both the uh, prosecutor and the defense, then it's a time of decision. The jury will, will weigh all the evidence and then deliberate over a verdict. They'll return either a guilty verdict or a not guilty verdict. And in the case of a guilty verdict then, and some time shortly after, the judge usually will determine a, a certain sentencing a period of time where they, a person may, will spend in, in, in prison uh, for their, as a payment for their crimes. Now that latter part of the, arriving at a verdict and coming to a sentencing for a guilty verdict is sort of what we find here in chapter 1, in this part of chapter 1. Now, as we've studied already, chapter 1 is really framed in a general kind of form of a a trial. It's a trial that God is bringing against his own people. Uh, Even in chapter uh, verse 2 of chapter 1, God called all heaven and earth to be a witness. That they were to witness the charges that he has against the people of Judah and the city of Jerusalem, which was the capital of Judah. Primarily, the charge was... That they were rebellious against God. They had rebelled against him. Though they were called to be his worshipers, they were idol worshipers. They were not faithful to God. They had turned away from God. And so God brought this charge against them. On top of it all, they, because they were carrying out idol worship, uh, that they still continued to worship God became a form of hypocr- hypocrisy. They were offering a week in, week out hypocritical worship that God was essentially getting tired of. A burden. He, was, he was tired of their burden. And so as we arrive here at this part, the latter part, God is going to now give a, a verdict. And he's going to give them a, a sentence that is deserving of their verdict. Just as he has acted as not only prosecutor and witness already in this trial, now he acts as judge and jury. As he declares a, a guilty verdict... And as he declares the penalty, the judgment for a guilty verdict. Now, justice demands that Judah and Jerusalem be punished accordingly. In fact, that punishment is death. And yet, as we come to this passage, what is so surprising for us, and it's great news for us and for the people of God, is that though Jerusalem stands guilty of sin and faces a judgment, from god judah surprisingly discovers that with god there is grace there is grace that is greater than their sin and this is a theme that as christians as followers of christ we're familiar with but i think for us as followers of christ who hear the word grace we sing about grace it's easy to take grace for granted as Christians, sometimes when you live the Christian life for a number of years, as we were sanctified in Christ, it's all by God's grace. But it's easy to think that we did this, that I've become more like Christ, when that's really God's work in my heart. And there's sort of a, a laziness that comes about where you start thinking, well, you know, that we might not, if you directly ask me, we wouldn't say that. But in our attitudes, we say, well, you know, in a sense, I've kind of earned or, I, I really deserve God's mercy, though we know that we don't. But we feel like well, I'm more deserving than that other person over there that is not living the kind of life that I'm living. You see, sometimes we, take, we can take grace for granted like this. We can easily forget how sinful we have come, what sinful state we've come from, and what sinful state that we still sometimes are in. I pray that uh, as we study this passage this morning, that we will grow in our, our renewed appreciation for the grace of God in our lives. That we would be amazed. You know, we sing amazing grace. Is it really that amazing still? That especially we would be amazed by grace in as we look upon and as we in the face of our own guilt and judgment. As we all think about our own guilt. You know, as believers in Christ, we... We always will remember that grace is found in, in God's Son. But the reason why we need God's grace is because we deserve God's judgment. And so hopefully that's going to be where we're going to go this morning as we look at this passage. That's really what God declares for for Judah and Jerusalem. And that's what, uh, by application, we're going to take for ourselves. Three times in this passage, chapter 1, Isaiah is going to write down that God is speaking. He explicitly says God is speaking. Verse 18 Says the Lord, he writes, verse twenty. The mouth of the Lord has spoken. Verse twenty-four. The mighty one of Israel declares. So God here is declaring the guilty verdict of Judah. It's they are guilty, no doubt. There's nothing they can say. Well, you no, know, well, ah, oh, man, that's maybe there's that my reason, excuse. No, it's, I'm guilty. Judah is guilty. Jerusalem's guilty, and God's going to declare it, and He's going to declare for them uh, the sentence for that. But as he does so, we discover again the hope of God's grace. And that's the hope of God's grace for all of us. And it's definitely in contrast with the sin and judgment that God's grace shines much brighter. All right, so a simple outline, well, I think it's a simple outline, a three-point outline for us today. We're going to look at three declarations of God's guilty, of Judah's guilty verdict that magnify God's grace toward his people. Okay, so God's declaring really the guiltiness of, of Judah. He's going to declare the judgment that they deserve. And then he, but in this, in this de- these declarations, he's gonna, we're going to discover the grace of God. Okay, so let's take a look at these uh, three points. First of all, the first declaration that we've come across is the choice to repent. Though there's a verdict of guiltiness, there is a choice. Even at this stage in the trial, a choice to repent.